The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. So welcome to Assistive Technology Office Hours. Today is February had to look at the date, February 26th. It's a wonderful Sunday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you if you are listening to this later. Good afternoon from Anchorage, Alaska. And for today's lesson plan, let's go over it together here. We're going to actually be working in Microsoft Outlook today. If you're primarily a Gmail user or maybe you use Mozilla Thunderbird or a different email client, don't fret. A lot of this is very applicable to other email clients. However, I want to be focusing on just Microsoft Office for today. And Microsoft Outlook is, of course, a very, very sufficient and in-depth email client with all sorts of tools built in, such as a calendar, to-do list, email, of course. Recording in progress. Contacts, as well as um, a notes section. So for today, we're just going to be focusing on four out of the five uh, tools built into Microsoft Outlook today. Email. And I use this every single day in all of my uh, employment endeavors for scheduling appointments, for ensuring I have up-to-date contacts for all state employees that I might be working with or counselors that I am sending reports back and forth with. It's a really great tool. <clears throat> to filter all the information you need so that you can find it. Um, and with that computer restart, I lost the lesson plan. So I'm doing this from memory. Number one, we're going to be looking at attaching a file to an email, which is an important thing that you need to know how to do in order to successfully share files. Now, you might use Google Drive or you might use Dropbox. I'm looking at this from a slightly beginner standpoint. So if you're someone who has quite a bit of experience with this, hey, relax, enjoy the fun. However, for those of you who are still a little bit kind of in it and I'm not here, you're thinking, ah, I'm just not sure yet how to do this. Hopefully I can answer all of your questions and we can figure that out. So number one is going to be attaching a file to an email, such as a report, resume, cover letter, document, or maybe some song lyrics. Okay. Number two, we're going to be creating a calendar appointment on your calendar tab and organizing it in such a way where you can easily see what's going on. And what's cool about Outlook is it has a reminders tool that pops up 15 minutes by default before the appointment even starts. So you can get a notification on any of the devices that you have the Outlook app installed on, including iOS, Android, and your computer. Next is a meeting request. Within the calendar tab, you can also send a meeting request to another participant, which simultaneously places a calendar invite, or excuse me, calendar appointment on both of your calendars. And this allows the other individual to be able to confirm, deny, or tentatively respond to the email that you send them. We use this all the time when we're scheduling meetings for uh, the transition program that I'm coordinating every few months or state employees that we have to get together and you know, so on and so forth. So it's, it, there's many applications at which this can be utilized. Um, number three is going to be creating a contact within your contacts tab. It's always important to have an address book, especially when you need to look through and create a mass email. 
You want to make sure you have those contacts. However, as a side note, what's very cool about Microsoft Outlook, as Gmail does this too, and I'm pretty sure Mozilla Thunderbird does, is whatever email address you type into that program, it will remember it next time. So even if you don't regularly save uh, regularly save contacts, that's not a bad thing. Outlook usually remembers them. However, that means you have to recall what that email address might be. Okay, and then after that, we're going to be creating a task. Creating a task in your to-do list. And what's nice about the to-do list in Microsoft Outlook is you can organize everything and set the priority to high or low, as well as even adjust the significance of the uh, priority, um, as well as customize the uh, amount of the of the task you have completed, which not a ton of people do, but it's there if you are very very, very down to the bare bone about every single detail. So Outlook gives you those tools if you if that is something that fits your mold. Okay, so we're going to share the screen and get started in attaching a file to an email. And I do want to say thank you again for everybody who has joined for today on a beautiful Sunday. Okay, so we're going to share our screen. Let's see here, stereo. Perfect. And I'm going to slow Jaws speech down just a little bit for everybody. Perfect. So Tony, we're not hearing your audio. Say again. I don't think we're hearing your audio. You're not hearing the audio. Are you guys able to hear his audio? Did you hear him slow jaws down? I will try again. Give me one sec. I'll stop it there. There we go. There should, you go. Uh, should work now. Yep, Perfect. it's working. Thank you, Michael. Slower screen sharing meeting controls. Mute participants. Control. All right. So st step one is going to be opening up Microsoft Outlook. And depending on which methodology you use to open your program, whether that be from the taskbar, the desktop, or start menu, I use the taskbar. So I'm going to do a Windows, Windows T. Taskbar, taskbar, Outlook button. And I'm going to hit enter on enter. Outlook. Opening Outlook, opening Outlook. Inbox Tony and we're going to go to the email that we're going to use today by control Y to go to my tree view, left arrow to close, and then down arrow to go to the email address that we want to use. Inbox closed, enter. And now that we're here, I'm going to create a new email with control in the letter N for new. Control N control for N. new. Untitled message HTML to edit iPhone Marcus joint. And I'm going to send this to myself. I'm going to send this to my work email. And so we're going to do that now. 
There we go. And I'm going to hit enter. And notice how it remembered. It saw that they, I've typed this email. I've seen this email before. And um, Tony, I'm sorry, we got a chat coming through for a request. What was that? They asked if you could maximize your Outlook window. Absolutely. Please let me know if that helps. <clears throat> if not, I can also enable Fusion. I'll let you know if that we get the chat message. I'll interrupt you. All right. Thank you, Michael. So I'm doing an insert up arrow to see where am I sitting. And right now it's in the to field right now. Email address has been placed inside. I'm going to hit tab to move across this dialogue modal. Fusion. All right. You got it. I'll load up Fusion so we can have a maximized screen. Thank you, Diana, for that feedback. Unloading JAWS, quit your OK button space. We'll wait for that to load. And Diana said thank you in chat, just so you know. Thank you, Michael. And you're very welcome, Diana. Not a problem. I'm just making sure because I might the fusion might be installed on my other work laptop here. So worst case scenario, I'll just turn on magnifier and we'll boost up the screen. Yeah, it looks like I don't have fusion, ma'am, but I will turn on Windows magnifier, which will do essentially the same thing for you. So we'll snap Jaws back on here and throw magnifier on. Okay, magnifier. Screen check, magnifier, mag, zoom, zoom out button, zoom and button, space. Meryl Schechter has joined the meeting. Task okay. Untitled message, inbox, untitled message, HTML, untitled message. Okay, so we are back in Outlook here, and I'm going to tab over to GPS. subject. Subject edit. And we're just going to say test email for attachments. <clears throat> now. We're going to hit tab once more to go into the message body. And we're just going to write a quick line here. This is a quick test to attach a file on Outlook. Now, we need a file to be able to send through, right? So I'm going to go to the desktop here, and we're just going to create. Actually, you know what? No, we'll, we'll do this. I'm just going to copy an icon from the desktop. Um, and this is this can be applied to whatever document that you're using. So Windows D to our desktop. And I'm going to press G. Well, actually, let's use the Zoom icon. Why the heck not? This as a shortcut file. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit Control-C on the file to place it on our clipboard. And we're going to press Alt-Tab to go back to our Outlook window. And we're going to press Control-V to paste it into the message body. 
Now, the command I'm going to use now is insert in the letter A. Insert attachment. Insert A. Okay. And immediately it's going to jump to where the attachment has been pasted onto the email. Keep in mind, as you're tabbing around, the zoom.lnk or the file that we're attaching to the email here in this instance is between the message body and subject when you're tabbing. So we're all set. I'm going to hit Alt S to send the email. Alt in the letter S, S to send. This item contains attachments that are potentially unsafe. Recipients using Microsoft Outlook may not. And it's not unsafe. So we're just going to bypass that. Okay. And the email has been sent through. So that covers our quick overview of sending an attachment on Outlook. Now, there are other methods to doing exactly this. However, I believe this is a little bit easier than going through the ribbon system. So marking that off of our to-do list today, we're going to move over to our calendar. So I'm going to hit Alt-Tab to go back to Microsoft Outlook. Perfect. Now, we're going to press Control in the number 2 to go to our calendar. But before we do that, I want to quick use this as a side note. Going back to the beginning, when we were talking about the different tools that Microsoft Outlook has available, number one being mail, number two, your calendar, three, contacts in your address book, four, your to-do list or tasks, and number five, notes. I said those in the order that I did because it's significant. If you press control one, it brings you to your mail, control two, calendar, control three, contacts, control four, to-do list, and finally, notes, control five. So we're going to press control two. So right now we're on my work email um, calendar, and we're going to create a new appointment by pressing control in the letter N. Untitled appointment, title edit. Title. Perfect. So now we're going to say dinner plans. dinner plans. And now after doing so, just like in any other dialogue modal in Outlook, we're pressing tab and shift tab to be able to navigate from one element to the next. So we're going to hit tab. The first combo box that you're going to be confronted with is your start date. You can press your up and down arrow to change the day. For example, by doing so, I did the down arrow, which goes into the future. Going backwards with the up arrow. We want to create dinner plans for March 1st. So we're going to press our down arrow until we get to the day. Excellent. So now that we've reached that, we're going to hit the tab key. We're going to bypass the date pickers on these windows. This simply, this will simply open up a new calendar, a little window here that shows you an actual, you know, gridded calendar that you can look at. So that's an option for you, but we're not going to cover that today. We're going to hit tab again. Now, our next combo box is the start time. This will be navigated in 30 minute increments and we want 6 p.m. Right now we're sitting at 1230 p.m. If you want to hear the item be spoken again, press insert tab. 
and we're going to press our down arrow to go into the future. And now that we've reached that, we're going to hit our tab key again. We're also going to neglect our end date here. So if you're putting together a conference or scheduling a convention, this would come in handy. We're going to hit tab, tab again. By default, it's going to assume your meeting is 30 minutes. Ours is an hour. So 6 p.m. being our start day, or excuse me, start time, we're going to down arrow to 7. Now that we're through, let's hit tab. And you can schedule this as an all-day event if you wish. And you can set the time zone as well. We'll get into recurring meetings. Location button. Location edit combo. And you can also set the location of the appointment. And so for this, we're going to say Applebee's. There we go. Nice. All right, tab. And now you have a little notes sheet here where you can write down notes such as bring money for tips or uh, make sure you have the phone number for Sally or something like that. You know, it's it's just there if you need to set yourself some reminders. So I'm going to say bring your stomach. All right. So now I'm going to hit Alt S to save this to the calendar. And now it has been saved. Next on our list is creating a meeting request. To do so, we can be anywhere in the program to do this. In Microsoft Outlook, you have what is called global commands. We talked about using control N for being a new message, control N for a new appointment. That can get confusing depending on which window in you're you are in. However, these are some key these are some keystrokes I'd like you to write down or keep track of to help you improve your time management and proficiency within your email client. Number 1, creating a new message, control shift and the letter M for message. This is your global command to create a new email wherever you are. If you're working on contacts and you're setting new contacts for your address book and you need to send a quick email, done. Control shift M as in message. You got it. Okay. To create a new appointment is control shift in the letter A. Appointment A. Control shift will always accompany these global commands. Control shift in the letter A. Next one on our list, and this is uh, going into the next section of our lesson plan, is a meeting request. So in Outlook, we can send requests to other people say, hey, we need to meet. We need to talk about so-and-so. They've been doing some stupid stuff in class, and we need to figure out what's going on, right? That command is Control-Shift in the letter Q for request. So we're going to press that now, Control-Shift in the letter Q. Untitled meeting, title edit. So we're going to title it. And we're going to say TG for me, Tony Gebhardt. TG appointment. Because we're going to talk about how terrible I've been in class and how I need to be expelled. So we're going to hit tab to move to the next element, which is the email address this is going to. So I'm going to send it to myself. Wow, we're having an intervention. 
everybody. <laughs> so Tony at TonyGetbard.com. Tony at so the emails now placed into the field and we're going to hit tab and you can set the location. We're just going to say space. We're going to meet in space. All right. We're going to hit tab and our meeting is going to be tomorrow. So down arrow. And now we're going to set the time. So tab. Tab again. And our meeting is going to be at 1 p.m. And we're going to hit tab. Tab again. And our meeting this time is only going to be 30 minutes. So we're going to leave it at that. Now that we filled out all of the fields that we need, we're just going to hit Alt-S and call it a day. Oh, goodness. I think I messed up. So if this happens, what you want to do is hit escape. And I'm going to shift tab back to the first section of the email. We're going to erase that because I have a feeling that's what the problem is. And we're going to hit alt S to send. Do you want to send this meeting request without a location? Don't send button. And if you don't have a location in the email, that's okay. But it's going to prompt you with this message. We're going to tab over to send anyway and hit space. Perfect. And now I will be getting an email shortly with information about this meeting. And I can decline, accept, or tentatively reply to that email. Perfect. Moving on, we're going to be creating a new contact within our address book. And at any point here, um, if you need the screen magnified or if you need speech slowed down just a little bit, please put that in chat. I want to make sure that you are following along and are able to attain this information to the best of your abilities. So we're going to press control one to go back to our mail. And I'm going to hit escape here. Make sure we're back in the inbox itself, which we are. And of course, remember all of your verification commands. I can't stress these enough with my students. Insert T, where am I? Insert up arrow, where am I sitting? And then insert tab, what did you say? Those are the three verification commands that'll help you with your surroundings. Always helping you to be self-aware of where you are located on the computer because it is so easy to get lost. Now, we're gonna create a new contact within our address book. And to do so, we need to press control shift and the letter C for contact. Let's do that now. Full name. We're going to say Bob Smithy. No, no Bob Smiths. Okay. Everybody does that too much. We're doing Bob Smith. Okay. Now that we've placed that in there, we're going to hit our tab key to go to the next available edit box. Company. He works for Mars Incorporated. Okay. And now we're going to hit tab. Job title. CEO. And now tab again. And it's now going to show you what the contact is going to look like as you're navigating through the email program. You can set a photo. And navigating here, we're pressing tab. Email index button. Email edit. And now we have to write in 
Bob Smithy's email. So we're going to say bsmithy at mars dot. Um, let's say dot dot gov. There we go. Bob Smith. Bob Smith. The bsmithy at and now that that has been placed in there perfect there we go and we're pressing tab to go through and you can have all sorts of different information that you can customize for every client phone numbers uh you can even put in a car phone like those exist anymore uh, for the for the individual it's it's pretty it's pretty compact so you can do quite a bit of things here but we're just going to stick to the fundamentals and we're going to hit alt s to save this contact to our list and now we are back to the original window that we started with last but not least we're going to create a new task within our to-do list and now remember control four is your to-do list if you actually want to see it now we're going to create a new task, though. Control, shift, and the letter K for task. We're going to do that now. And we're going to say, take garbage out before dinner. Wife will be upset. <laughs> and now, after that, we're going to hit our tab key to go to the next okay. element. Start date, you can say down arrow or up arrow. And now we'll hit tab again. We're going to say it's due today or else. Status, you can, again, this goes back to the customization, depending on how OCD or how complex you are with your to-do list, we have a few different options here. We're going to say in progress, and now we're going to hit tab, and we can set the priority level. We're going to say high. Now tab again, and it says percent complete. You can adjust this as well. However, we're going to leave that there because I per I don't personally use that, but maybe you Reminder will. And now we've done everything we needed to do. So we're going to hit Alt S to save. And there you have it. We've gone over a few different things today. Attaching an email, or excuse me, attaching a file to an email, creating an appointment on the calendar, as well as sending a meeting request to another individual, creating a contact within our to-do within our address book, excuse me, as well as creating a new task on the to-do list. And that concludes our lesson for today. We're going to open it up for a Q&A and anything that you may need assistance with, I'll do my very best to assist and answer your questions. Magnifier, screen sharing meeting control. And Tony, I'm not right now seeing any hand. I'm going to refresh Zoom to see if there's anything. So give me a quick moment. No worries. Okay, looks like... We are clear over here in Clubhouse, just so you know.
Perfect. Excellent. Thanks, Caleb. Excellent. Yeah. I'm not seeing any hands here in Zoom. Well, good. That's a good sign. Microsoft Outlook. I, oh, there we go. There, there is a hand. Yep. Debbie just raised her hand. Right. So do these questions need to be related to what you just covered, Tony? Or yes. Okay. Um, I I am pretty pretty new at this. And um, how would one go about getting uh, uh, some more training in this? Do you offer classes? Is this? Um, I do. I do authorize personalized classes. Um, okay. And what you can do, if you'd like to get in touch with me, please reach out to the community at ACB and have them kind of just send send over your email or phone number, whatever works best for you. And okay. I have an online application that I can send you that um, if, if you need assistance with, I can help you fill that out or you can fill that out independently, whichever you prefer. And okay. we can discuss what that would look like going forward. Okay. And GEP, G-E-P-H-A-R-T, Gephardt? That would that be G-E-B as in boy, H-A-R-D oh. as in dog. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Tony. Great no stuff. Thank you. Diana. No worries. Diana. Yes. I was just wondering, I know we're dealing with Windows computers right now, but I use the, I'm a state employee, and I use the uh, Outlook app on my iPhone. Do you know, is there a way to, I know how to do a request for invitation for a meeting on the Windows platform, but can you do that from your iPhone? That's a good question. I haven't done it a ton on the Outlook app on the phone, but I, I can imagine, yes. I, I'm going to tentatively say, yes, you could. Okay, I just didn't know. I thought perhaps, I know it's Windows, what we're dealing with right now, but I thought maybe you'd know. So. No worries, but great question. No, that, that applies absolutely 100%. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to say to anybody who has reached out to me through ACB, I have sent you emails as far as how do you like to proceed. So if that's something that's still on the back of your mind that you'd like to talk about training or what that would look like one-on-one, -on -one, please do get back with me via email or with the phone number provided, and I can help you fill out that application, or we can discuss on what other options might be available to you that might be more convenient. So um, follow up with me as best as you can, and I'd love to assist where I can. Any other questions or comments on today's particular lesson? And if not, ask anything that you may be having issues with from, throughout the week, and I'll do my very best to assist. Certified with Macintosh, Windows, VoiceOver, Fusion, NVDA, and JAWS. Because we all know technology gives us problems. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Diana, I see. Just raised her hand again. Yes. Um, I was wondering, last week I was here also, and um, you were going to see, I had asked if there was a way that this beat would be archived with the video also anywhere, and I think you were going to speak to ACB and see if any of that's possible or if you can archive it on your website and have permission to do that or whatever. And then also the the speech on demand in Fusion, the, where you can change maybe what's spoken. What, the reading commands and things are available. Yes, thank you for thank thank you for bringing that up again. Um, I made the mistake of not putting that as a note, and I had jumped into a class right afterwards, so um, it had slipped my mind. So deeply apologize <laughs> for that. 
That's Let me right. put that down right here to talk. Because I love the way you, you know, you go, it's visual also, and you show it on screen and, and the magnification helped greatly today too. And then the few the speech on demand it, infusion, I, I just, it doesn't seem like it, Yes, you want it to be speech on demand, but it doesn't use a lot of the reading keystrokes. It doesn't say all, but I'd like to have it read more than that on speech on demand when it's speech on demand. So I didn't know right, if there's a lot. Right. Those two things. Thank you. You're very welcome. And you have Debbie when you're ready. Debbie? Can you hear me now? Yes, yep. ma'am. Okay, two, two, um, two things. Uh, what's the what's the command to to find out how much battery life is left on your computer? So to check the battery status on your computer, and this both this works both with NVDA and JAWS, is insert shift and the letter B for battery. Insert shift. And B. And B as in battery. Yes, ma'am. And this is going to be silly, but how do I know where the insert key is? I'm not sure I know where that is. That's a great question. So let me ask you this. What kind of keyboard are you using? Are you using an external keyboard, like a desktop keyboard that you plug yes, in with the I'm, cable? I, no, I have a laptop. You have a laptop. Okay. <laughs> does your laptop happen to have a numerical keypad on the side? No, it does not. It does not. Okay. So there's a couple of options that you have here. Um, okay. Above your backspace key, do you feel a key that has kind of like a tactile line at the bottom of it? No, no tactile lines anywhere on my keyboard. Okay. So the option that you can use here is your caps lock key. Now, caps lock, caps okay. lock key, if you have okay. what is called, um, so JAWS, are you using JAWS or NVDA? JAWS. Perfect. Okay. So with JAWS, JAWS has um, JAWS has a keyboard layout mode where it can either do laptop or desktop. And if you are unsure on which mode it is selected on, to test it, you can press caps lock T. And if it reads aloud the window, like say all, it'll say title is, then you are in laptop mode. That's significant here. You want me to do that? Is that what yes, you're saying? Go ahead and try that on your keyboard for me. Okay, caps so T. caps lock and hold the caps lock down and hit T. Yes, ma'am. Whoops, that's a T. Just a minute, that's a Y. Okay, what's it supposed to do? So what it's supposed to do is say title is, and then it'll tell you the current window you're in. For example, Zoom meeting. Title is Zoom meeting. No, it, it doesn't do that. Okay. So on all laptop keyboards, there's usually one insert key. Okay. Will it say insert on the key visually? If I had someone to look at it, would, they, would it say insert? Um, sorry about that. My microphone was malfunctioning a little bit. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. 
Excellent. So do you happen to know the manufacturer of your laptop, whether it be Dell or HP? Do you know what that one might be? I think it's an Asus. Asus. Okay. Fun, fun. Okay. So that would explain why you don't have the tactile line at the bottom. (laughs) Um, We can talk about this. If you don't want to do this on this call, Tony, I'm totally. That's what this is for. That's what this is for. So no worries. Um, Funny enough, I don't. I've only worked with Asus laptops a little bit. Michael, do you have an answer to that one? Possible? I do not. Um, but it should visually represent it if um, she's able to get someone to look at it, I believe. Okay. Okay. I, I don't have anybody at the moment, but uh, I just, if I will, I will, you know, I'll ask somebody tomorrow to look at it, but I just want to know what I'm looking for, what I'm telling them to look for. What an insert so key. It'll usually say INS. INS. Okay. Like a, yep, okay. INS. Well, and I it's going to be the abbreviation for it. And it's usually the top right corner quadrant of your keyboard is okay. where most insert keys are going to be placed. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Because okay. you know, the top right is my power button. So maybe the next uh-huh. one over to the left from that might might be it oh it is a possibility yes your delete key is also going to be in that section there oh uh, yeah that's oh yeah you're right that that's delete there so maybe it's the next one over yeah okay try yeah the second key over from or the third key over from your uh from the top right corner maybe if you try that plus the letter t that might indicate your um your insert key so okay um that let's see No, that button says print screen. <laughs> Aha, okay. Well, let's figure it out and see what we'll okay, see. Okay, I'll, I'll let someone to look. Okay, one other question. How do okay. I, if, when, I'm in, when I'm in Outlook, how do I know how many, how many unread emails I have? Is that, Great is there question. a keystroke for that? There's not exactly a keystroke for it, but there is a way to find out. So okay. what you do is you press control in the letter Y control, control y. in the letter Y. And it brings up what is called the go to folder tree view. And this will show you all the folders in your email, such as drafts, sent junk, oh, yes. et cetera, et cetera. I'm familiar By with that. Default, okay. Sorry. I said, I'm familiar with that. Yes. Okay. By default, it'll la- it'll land you on the inbox folder. Oh. And the inbox folder should read aloud how many unread emails there are. Okay. That's fabulous. That's all I needed. Okay. Thanks so Thank much, Tony. For the- yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the insightful questions. Oh, you're you're kind. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm not seeing any other hands right now, Tony. Okay. Well, this, so this will be the first time that we do this for um, AT office hours. I do have a um, plethora of different lesson structures that we can go over for introductory and uh, other intermediate concepts. However, um, after answering this next uh, hand that just raised, I want to open the floor for uh, different um, areas of curriculum that the majority may want to have covered. So I want to hear from you. Um, of what areas in Microsoft Office or Google, JAWS, Fusion, what you may want have, uh, may what, excuse me, what you may want to have covered. So uh, I understand we have a new hand. Yep, that would be Lynn. 
Hi, I just have a, um, this is, might be a silly question, but I'm using a MacBook. And I oftentimes have to use a card reader. So I have to take a card from, I copy things onto it from the Mac, and then I bring it over to my Mantis or, you know, whatever it is that I'd use. And my question is, is it okay to leave the card reader plugged into the Mac all the time? Like, not with the card in it, but because I know you eject, yeah. like when you're done, you eject and that's ejecting the card, right? Not the whole drive, not the whole, it's like a dongle. Uh-huh. Yep, Absolutely. And it has um, a card so, reader. Yeah, in there, it. there should be no issues with keeping the card reader plugged into the Mac. You know, if there's mm -hmm. no card in it, the dongle is mm -hmm. not necessarily being utilized. So it's not processing data or, mm -hmm. you know, trying to read or write any data. So it's really, it, it's, it's kind of like having a hard drive plugged in. If the hard drive is asleep and not being used, it's not that big of a deal. So same applies with a card reader. It, it's not going to cause mm -hmm. any harm if you leave that device. So basically, as long as it doesn't have a card in it, um, and sometimes I do forget to eject my card. <laughs> I try not Which to, not but then it big deal, no. it scolds me and says, you forgot to eject uh, your card. Mac will, Mac will always do that. Mac has mm -hmm. a tendency to do that. In reality, <laughs> the only place where you would be at risk is if, let's say you had a book um, or, uh, you know, an audiobook on the SD card that you were reading mm -hmm. in VLC. Um, and right. you unplugged it while it was on. That's where you would run the risk of potentially corrupting the file. That's it. Okay, right. Well, thank Mac you so is, much. You know, Mac will just have the tendency to remind you, you know, ejected disk, ejected disk, disk ejected, yeah, uh, you know, improperly. Or something. I'm waiting for it one day to say, hey, hey doofus, <laughs> how many times do I have to tell you to eject this card? <laughs> right. Eject before removing, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for stopping by. Sure. Doc is next. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. The insert shift B for battery, was that for condition or the charge? Great question. So that is for the charge. How much is remaining on the battery itself before you have to plug it in again? Okay. I wasn't sure. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Any other raised hands? Not at this time. Okay. So I want to open it up for um, a, a question and answer for um, areas of curriculum that you would like to see in the coming weeks or or coming months of things that you've been struggling with excessively that you with creating a sales sheet or um, contact information and you need to create borders or organized data, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's just one area. So um, I want to open that up as well. Diana. 
Hi again. Uh, I would say for me, it would be the uh, the weakest in the, uh, the office suite for me is Excel. So just some basic to intermediate Excel skills would be helpful. Okay, wonderful. Thank you for that. I will put that on for next week. And if there are no other additional questions or ideas, we can finish up early, but I'll leave that open for you guys here for the next minute if you can think of anything or have uh, questions and concerns or comments. And again, to reiterate, if you want to get a hold of me, reach out to ACB, uh, the community email, and they will relay your information over to me where we can get in touch. And just as a reminder, for those of you, again, who are inquiring about one-on-one -on -one private lessons, fill out the application that I had emailed to you. And if you have issues with that and need to get further assistance, please let me know and I'd be gladly to assist filling that out with you. Any other questions? Looks like veteran doc has his hand up again. Quick question. Uh, is there a charge for the private lessons? Um, so as far as private lessons and, you know, whatever that cost may look like, that is something that you and I um, will be able to talk about to work with your budget and work with what's best for you. Our first get together is free. That is an assessment for you and I to get to know each other and for me to just know a little more about your journey with technology, as well as what it is that you want to have accomplished. Because I want you to know that I'm listening to you and that you have full control of your goals and objectives. So that gives us time to be able to establish a rapport and talk about what that budget may look like for you. Because I understand that when, when we're on a budget, it's hard. It is very hard. I lived on Social Security for eight years before I really got my first career and started really seeing financial success. So I've been there. I know it all too well. So I want to make sure that we can meet face to face about that. Thank you. Yes, sir. Anything and I'm not, else. I'm not seeing any other hands right now. Tony, do we have any in, K, in uh, Clubhouse, Kayla? I didn't see your hand up, so I'm guessing not. Yes, you are correct. We have no hands. Perfect. Okay. Well, we will finish up for today, if that is it. Going ahead for next week. We're going to be looking at Microsoft Excel and creating a basic data sheet navigating set. office hours okay you're dropping out there for a sec but thank Just you again for everybody who attended who attended for today and i will see all of you next week <laughs>